a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Last week, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell committed the central bank to bringing down inflation by raising interest rates, but the New research says the Fed can't do it alone just by raising those rates. The government has a role to play. Right now, they're writing a lot of big checks, uh, burning a lot of uh, dollar holes into the federal deficit, Uh, helping us to break all of that down. We had Jeff Cox uh, join us last week after uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Powell's speech in uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and uh, grateful to have Jeff back on the program. Again, he's the economics editor for CNBC. Uh, Jeff, thanks for jumping on and and uh, help us understand this just a little bit in terms of what the, the rate hikes can and can't do, what the government has to do. How do we get those things together? <laughs> Happy to join you. Um, <laughs> uh, as soon as I figure it all out, I will put my name in for our nomination as the governor for the Federal Reserve. And uh, <laughs> All right. Hey, you got my vote. You got my vote. The unicorns will come, and it will be an awesome day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so there's there are a lot of uh, you know, a lot of layers to this onion to, uh, to peel. Um, the same day that uh, Powell gave his pivotal speech in, in Jackson Hole, basically telling the markets that, look, if you thought that we were going to back off anytime soon, you got another thing coming. Um, there was a paper that that was released um, a day later. It was an academic paper, but it really g- gathered some interest. And to, to, to spare you all of the, uh, the ivory tower mumbo jumbo, basically just said that um, the Fed can't do this job alone. Um, when you have a, a, a federal government that is uh, the way that ours is. We've racked up um, about $6 trillion worth of deficits over the last uh, two and a half years, three three years. Um, it's really difficult to get inflation down in that environment simply with interest rate hikes. So what they said, you know, and, and it was backed up by a lot of history over the past several decades, um, that um, – when people perceive that the fiscal authority, in this case Congress, is going to continue to spend and keep pumping money into the economy, that generates uh, higher inflation expectations, therefore it generates uh, associated behavior from from uh, work, from businesses, that kind of thing. That they think there's going to be more inflation coming, and it perpetuates inflation regardless of what the Fed's doing. And furthermore, this paper said the Fed could even make the matter worse by um, – continuing to raise interest rates because it makes government debt more expensive and um, it makes everything else more expensive. So um, very interesting stuff. The Fed's got a uh, big job on its hands. Yeah, and and it does. One of the things you uh, mentioned in your piece is that uh, we are kind of entering this this vicious circle (laughs) of of the rates, the inflation, the stagnation, the increase in the debt, and uh, it just kind of keeps going round and round. Well, and interestingly enough, this was what the uh, 
Fed policymakers had proclaimed that they most wanted to avoid was this type of cycle. Um, it was, you know, kind of what their um, what their hopes were hinged on last year when they kept saying that inflation was transitory, um, and when you know they, they said that they felt that you know they could. Um, they could not act and they wouldn't have to worry about this type of cycle because inflation was eventually going to go away. But the worst case scenario was something where um, what, what the word I like to use is entrenched is when inflation expectations become entrenched. And uh, the great way to do that is when you have rising interest rates, rising inflation, economic stagnation and increasing debt. And for those of us who've been around for a little while, we remember uh, what happened the last time. It was something called stagflation, which is what high inflation and low economic growth. That was back in the uh, late 1970s, early 1980s. Paul Volcker, the Fed chairman um, who, who was uh, took over towards the end of the Carter administration and uh, really went, went to town at the beginning of the Reagan administration, had to uh, to take down with a series of extremely aggressive interest rate hikes that took the Fed funds rate up to close to 20% by historical comparison. Right now it's around two and a quarter to two and a half percent. So um, nobody wants to see those days come back. Um, so yeah, th- th- this, this is what the Fed is up against right now. Yeah, it's such an interesting challenge. And uh, you, you point out several times that just the expectations game is, is just such a, a big part of this. And, and sometimes it seems to me that, especially as it relates to the general public, it's sort of this confusion thing we often talk about you know moving interest rates up as a as a little tap on the brake and if we do some spending mm-hmm. we're going to push on the gas and it sort of seems right now that we're we're like a uh, a 16 year old learning how to drive and so whenever in doubt you know just put your foot on the gas and put your foot on the brake and just push them both really hard <laughs> yeah and you know we're in a, a situation right now that it was so unique that it was um this uh this situation that was created by a global pandemic um and and the and the response to it both from congress and from the fed all of the money that they had pumped into the economy so as they were doing this i mean it was just like you know hey we're going to act now and ask questions later and the idea being here is that you know nobody really knew what the consequences were going to be here um and and you know i guess they kind of hoped that um, that we could just sort of go back to a normal economy. And when you have all this money floating around the economy, that um, and, and, and this unique situation that we have, and there are a whole bunch of, we could talk about economic data points all day long of things that we've just never seen before, but um, it generates that whole expectations thing. And the way expectations work, it's like, hey, you go to the grocery store and, you know, you, you fill up one of those small carts and it costs you $200, hey, my grocery bill is getting really high. I need more money to help pay for this. You go to your boss and say, hey, I need a raise. The boss says, okay, well, I have to give my employees a raise, so I have to start jacking up the prices of my product now. And then it's just kind of, I mean, you, you can see that big spinning wheel that keeps going around and around and around. And um, it's, it, 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 it's, it's really a very dangerous thing for an economy, and it's something that the Fed had hoped to avoid, and they didn't avoid it. So, um here we are now, and, um, and and then you just wonder, is it just simply a matter of, hey, a couple more rate hikes, if Fed hikes another half or three quarters of a point in September, maybe another quarter point, another quarter point after that, we get, uh, and then we stop there, then you know, that won't be so bad. But if they can't stop there, if they have to keep going, then that starts to get to be bad, and that whole soft landing mm-hmm. thing that Jerome Powell talks about becomes more and more elusive and we start talking about not a shallow recession but a much deeper recession 
Yeah, and that's a hard bounce uh, coming off of mm-hmm. that. that uh, real quickly, Jeff, before I let you go, I always appreciate your analysis on this. Uh, anything mm-hmm. else that's kind of on your radar that, you know, is something we either ought to be watching for or if, you know, if we suddenly start talking about this or this uh, that might have an impact on where we're headed? Well, you know, kind of going with that theme of whether the Fed can fix this. Um, if you saw, uh, there was a report out earlier today. It might not be one of those kind of water cooler topic reports, but it's called the Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, JOLTS survey, showed that um, we're still about two job openings for every available worker in the country right now. That itself is inflationary because companies still have a hard time finding workers. The way that they try to find workers is they, you know, they they, they try to pay more money and, and add extra compensation. So um, that's something to watch. And we're going to get two. We're going to get some more important jobs numbers this week. Tomorrow, ADP comes out with their uh, kind of preliminary report on the jobs market. And then Friday, of course, we get to see what the um, what the what the Bureau of Labor Statistics says about non-farm payroll growth in August. If that's another hot number like we saw in July, that really puts the heat on the Fed. Um, and especially, you know, watch that wage component of that number, the average hourly earnings. Um, if those numbers both come in strong, um, that could really cause some problems. And, you know, we're really into, unfortunately, that uh, arena where bad news is good news is starting to be bad news for, for, for the economy. So uh, watch that jobs number on Friday. It's going to be a big one. All right. Uh, Jeff Cox always helping us make uh, sense of the dollars and cents and all things economics. He's the economics editor for CNBC. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for joining us today. Great talking to you again. All right. Again, that's Jeff Cox. I love Jeff's perspective on all of this. Some important things to look at. And I do kind of feel like we're a teenage driver. Uh, tapping the brakes, kind of raising interest rates, pouring gas on it, uh, hitting the uh, the spending in terms of government. Uh, we've got to get that under control. Or this does, as Jeff said, become a very hard landing and maybe even a crater. We'll step aside quick. We'll be right back. Stick with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.